Sunday Golds, Arya Masudi and Brett Nevitt joining you here alongside a special guest. Uh, wish we could have him on with a, a better uh, circumstance, but Florida State falls 4-3 to three to Ole Miss. Welcome Kurt Weiler here to the Instant React pod. We wanted to do this because, you know, good or bad, we, we promised you some instant reactions, and uh, just like after the Knolls were able to come from behind and beat Southern Miss, uh, you thought after about five or six innings the Knolls were about to do it again against Ole Miss, one of the best teams in the SEC, the host team, against one of the best pitchers in the country and Doug Nikhazy. And, and Brett, we'll start with you. Ultimately, Florida State fell short. But let's start with, um, I guess we gotta, we, we got to start off with exactly what's on everybody's mind, right? Uh, this is the seventh inning, you got bases loaded um, and uh, two outs against the legend, right? Tim Elko, the Ole Miss legend that everybody's been all over for weeks uh, in the media and at Ole Miss and you get the ground ball to short, and unfortunately, Nander DeSantis uh, rushes the throw, and two runs score. Ole Miss ends up taking that lead four to three. Just Im- immediate reactions to that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's bad circumstances, and it comes at the worst time. And um, you know, Elko is basically one, running on one leg, and you just got to know your runner there and take your time. I mean, you saw Ole Miss shortstop the next inning take his time on the throw, sort of just lob the ball to first base, and you know, still get the runner by a good amount. Um, you know, it just, I don't even think he took a step. It, it kind of was just, you know, field and throw, you know, to have Lacey running in front of him, but you know, that is what Lacey's supposed to do there as the third baseman and try to go get the ball as much as he can. But, you know, it wasn't just the only error efforts he made, still made another two errors in the first inning. Um, you know, when you have a game plan like Florida state has to win, which, you know, they showed again, again today, if they had executed, they would have won with that game plan, but, um, it's a small margin for errors and, you know, the errors costed them today. And Kurt, they really did cost him. First inning, of course, uh, for the second straight game in this regional. Just the defense early on was was abysmal for Florida State. Um, And then again in the seventh inning, Nanner just can't get the job done. Um, After it felt like Davis Hare came in and got the ground ball that you wanted, got you some big outs. Um, What was going through your mind as you're covering the game? Oh, it's, I mean, it's it's frustrating if you're Florida State and that you've now, I mean, had two straight ridiculous starts and not just starts but really combined outings from your pitching staff and yet you're still now facing elimination I mean it is the I would say probably the worst possible game to have that kind of critical error happen in because you go from being positioned to need just one win against whoever would win that Ole Miss Southern Miss game that's going to be Sunday afternoon that's now obviously the Southern Miss Florida State game now you got to win three in a row and the Florida State pitching staff has been great and I guess they could be keep being great but they're now through their two best arms. They got one more starter I know that they know they can count on or they think they can count on in Connor Grady. From there, there's some real questions about how they're going to piece together two games. If they even get to those two games, they have to beat Southern Miss tomorrow first. So, I mean, it's uh, just the, the, the worst possible moment just with all on the line with how much kind of the came out and how bad of just like everything is because of, I mean, one player – who just not handle the moment well at all. I mean, about as, as poorly as you could. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, Kurt's spot on in that now you got to win three instead of one. And, and you know, Brett, you and I in the preview talked about it's not just Oxford regional specific, right? It's not FSU Ole Miss specific. It's all across the country. Once you lose one of those first two games, you're behind the eight ball and, and you're in trouble, um, which I think makes this a lot tougher to swallow um, because you and I were joking, you know, as we got back into the car to come to the hotel, we'd rather just got blown out <laughs> instead of the way this went because you played well enough to beat Ole Miss. You did things well in two of the three departments. You, you pitched 
lights out. You have the best pitching staff in this regional. I think we've established that. Um, the Knolls were fantastic. Bryce Hubbard was fantastic. After that first inning where his defense let him down, he just buckled in and, and just locked in and said, I needed to be present in the moment. And, and he really handled that atmosphere that was incredible tonight really, really well. Yeah, I thought Bryce threw the ball really well. And um, I mean, they had somebody warming up in the first inning, but I still thought he was throwing the ball okay. He just didn't have the curveball in the first inning. And you know, I thought he was locked in with the fastball, and once that curveball would start to get going, he would be, um, you know, kind of keeping those guys off balance a good bit, and that's what he ended up doing. And um, you know, really good to see him bounce back so quickly from that, you know, clunk curve start in, in Charlotte. And um, you know, Bryce is just when he's on, it's hard to make hard contact. I can't really remember many hard hit balls off the bat from Ole Miss. It really felt like only Kevin Graham had hard hit balls. Outside of that, it's just really hard to remember some. I mean, they only had four hits, and they were all singles. Um, you know, not a ton of strikeouts for Bryce today, but I think he only gave up two hits or three hits and, um, you know, only walked two guys, you know, that hit by pitch, you know, ends his day and the hit by pitch has been kind of the thing that's been his, you know, Achilles heel this year. But, um, yeah, I mean, just overall, you couldn't ask for much more from Bryce against, against the potent offense in Ole Miss. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about the, the offense for FSU because uh, we have to point out, and we did it in the preview, and we did it last night in, in the Southern Miss Instant React, Doug Nikhazy is really good, folks. Like, he is he is as good of a college pitcher as you will find. Uh, me and Brett were just talking about, you know, Rich Hill in the MLB and, and trying to think of other lefties like Barry Zito and, and guys that have – lefties that have carved out careers by really – touching what 90 or 91 but they throw four pitches and they can place it on a dot like he can put his fastball in any quadrant that he wants um he can throw that curveball any pitch for a strike uh, he can go front foot back foot and then he, he mixed in a change up a few times just to keep you honest and um i think he even threw a cutter a couple of times i mean he, he was really good um he's done it against some excellent lineups in the sec he had 16 strikeouts against florida state which we thought was possible and with that being said though kurt fsu did what it's done all year they battled they tried to get his pitch count up and then they came at him with the big inning in the fifth yeah, I mean, the, the offense, it, it was not a good game for the offense. 19 strikeouts with the three Taylor Broadway had as well. I mean, it's not the most they've had this season, but the fact that they've had multiple 19-plus strikeout games, I mean, it's not surprising. But the boom or bust, I mean, you got both. You got plenty of boom. I mean, in that fifth inning, they got to them. I mean, it was uh, it was Isaiah Perry first with a, a very unlikely home run, I would say. Not viewed as a power guy whatsoever. I, hasn't played a ton this season. I mean, came back. I know he missed some time with uh, – he got hit in the face with a pitch. But he got a hold of one. And then it was Logan Lacey again. He's been – I mean, as Brett likes to say, he's the glue guy. He's done it so many times this season. He Second straight day with a homer. I think eight – or six, six in his last 12 games, eight on the year. I, they were there. I mean, it's uh, – they, they did enough – against Nikhazy and I mean against like you said I mean a loaded Ole Miss lineup Florida State was the more potent offense tonight Ole Miss had four singles that was it Florida State had two bombs they did that to the team that that came in as the the best offense in the regional and I just it's frustrating to get that game and to limit Ole Miss's offense and not come away with the win Brett, what's going through your mind on two strikes when, when IP <laughs> absolutely drills one? I mean, I don't think – I think Doug Nikhazy himself was just kind of staring at Perry run around the bases in disbelief. Yeah, I mean, Isaiah's got a big swing, and, um, you know, when that connects on that fastball up in the zone, and, um, you know, Oxford's not the biggest park, and it's got a chance to go, and, you know, we were sitting next to each other, and I just said, oh, you know, it's just off the bat, it's like, holy moly, does that just happen? And then, 
you know, you get that Tim Becker feeling. But, you know, Isaiah has played D1 baseball in other places and, you know, played Juco baseball at a good Juco college. So, I mean, Isaiah's got that ability and, you know, they're still sort of inching him back along since that hit by pitch in the face. But, you know, early on overall, I just thought Florida State, first time through the order, struggled with fastball up. And then it was, you know, second time through, it was the curveball down. And then just, you know, after those couple homers, it felt like Nikhazy just started to feed off of that atmosphere. And, um, I mean, he's just, you know, sort of, sort of a psychopath on the mound, kind of. I mean, you get a lot of antics from him, which, you know, I got nothing against that. And it's just when that atmosphere gets going like that, he starts just mowing guys down. And I think he struck out the last five batters um, that he faced. And, um, yeah, I mean, you go curveball, slider, and a fastball. I mean, there's just going to be a lot of guessing. And, you know, when you don't guess right, then you you don't really have much of a chance. But, I mean, like we said, Florida State's always going to have a chance. And, you know, really you did. I mean, you scored three earned runs. They scored one. Um, but if you don't execute, none of that really matters. Yeah, there was a lot of shades, right, of the Andrew Abbott uh, game against Virginia where you just kind of knew if you hung in there and you kind of threw a couple of heavyweight shots at a, another heavyweight pitcher, you might have enough in the tank with what you have on the mound to win this game. And FS, you did that. It was following the path. And then the seventh inning happens, and it's just heartbreaking. Um, you guys, you know, we were all talking in the car on the way home back to the hotel. What other options does Florida State really have at shortstop? Two reasons why you don't make a change right now. One, at this point in the season, you're not going to make a change at shortstop. Uh, that's just you're in postseason. You are where you are. That, that's your kid. Even if you had another option, I think it'd be kind of a tough time to pull the, to pull the plug, so to speak. Uh, two, that being said, you don't have another guy. So there really isn't another option this is what this is your roster this is who you've battled with meet said i'd go to battle with these kids any day of the week um and i can see why because these kids freaking fight man like like they are they are in it to the end we've talked about brett you and i on a lot of podcasts they don't get blown out often like this team will fight you tooth and nail at nc state when you thought the game was over 4-0 logan lacy it's a grand slam uh, I think that was when it was in the eighth inning, maybe, um, late in the game to kind of get you back in it. Uh, there have been numerous other occasions where FSU's just come up clutch. How about yesterday against Southern Miss uh, on Friday? So um, it is what it is. This is your team. Um, it's unfortunate that the defense has let them down. I think, you know, in the preview podcast, Brett, you and I talked about they had to be really good defensively to, to be the favorite and to play as the favorite in this regional. And they have not done that, so they're behind the eight ball. Um, Shout out Davis Hare. I know that was that was one of your ups in your article, um, the way Davis pitched, and you asked me about it. Um, what can you say, though, about the bullpen again for Florida State? That's two straight outings where they have locked things down. I mean, yeah, I thought they were a bit more shaky today, you know, some walks, but still got the big ounce when they needed to, and, and Davis really locked it down over the last couple innings. Um, I think he had six up and six down over the last two innings. I um, mean, he did get the ground ball when he needed to. Um, you know, Clayton got ground balls when he needed to. Matt had the huge throwback to first, you know, shades of Baton Rouge with the back pick and also a really good tag from Tyler. But just so far, I think Meats, you know, made the right moves overall. And, you know, I, I just think he's been spot on so far. I mean, plugging in Isaiah today worked. Um, you know, pinch hitters at the end didn't work. But, I mean, that's just a, you know, it's, it's a chance thing. You just get the lefty-righty matchup. But, Overall, so far, bullpen has, has given you something to be confident about. And if you have to go to options, it's going to be some of those bullpen guys, some of those extra options for starters. And, I mean, they've got a ton of options. They just haven't had to, haven't, haven't had to do that yet this year, um, you know, with only a couple of midweek games so far. Let's try, I guess, to look ahead. Um, we've got uh, a long road ahead of us. 
uh, if Florida State wants to to win this regional. They're not out of it yet. Uh, as deflating as a loss like this can be, uh, we saw a couple of different meetings being had on the field um, between you know, first meet with the team, and then I saw Belly pull over the pitching staff and, and kind of huddle them all up and have this conversation and this talk. I mean, Belly's been, you know, in the SEC and has, has played at Ole Miss. He's, he's coached, I guess, at Ole Miss, and, and he's been in this environment, and it's nothing new. Um, let's look ahead, right? How does Florida State go forward? Kurt, uh, Connor Grady gets the, the first chance at, at Southern Miss, who, by the way, folks, put up 21 runs today. Um, yes, SEMO, Southeast Missouri State, was depleted in its pitching staff. They really don't have much of a pitching staff. Um, but Southern Miss putting up, like, Florida State, Ohio State-level runs was a bit alarming. I think they hit, what, Brett, eight home runs today? Something something One crazy. One player had three. Sergeant, I think. So, um, Kurt, that team's going to be uh, very amped up to play Florida State and kind of get some revenge and try and end FSU's season. Uh, but Connor Grady, uh, I guess that's the guy you want definitely on the mound uh, in a game like this. No, definitely. I mean, I think you, you feel good about that. I mean, like I said earlier, there are definite questions. There are options, but none of them I don't feel are especially established options going forward. But, yeah, Connor gives you a chance. It'll be very interesting to see how this team bounces back. I think they got about 16 hours from the end of that game to the start of this one tomorrow at 2 to kind of – Put this behind you, and that's a hard one to put behind you because I'm sure you're thinking, or it's hard not to think somewhat about what could have been and that you probably should be in the regional final. But uh, in, along with that, I mean, Connor, being a guy who's been there, who was a part of that Athens regional two years ago, who's been on this stage, I think will we'll help with some of that. And, I mean, with what Davis was able to do, your bullpen's relatively fresh, and that's a good thing considering you have to win three games in the next two days. Brett, touch on uh, what you expect out of Connor tomorrow, and then how does Florida State – try to attack the rest of this regional with the arms. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just think that, you know, this team so far has shown that they're able to bounce back pretty quick. And I think some of that has to do with meat and just, you know, they don't really care about what happened the day before. And, um, you know, I think Bryce said something after the game. He was asked about playing on a day where you could be a, your season could end. He kind of just said, you know, we don't think about it that way. I don't even, we don't even think about losing or if our season's going to end. But, I mean, especially with the Connor on the mound, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get level-headed. You're going to get – it's just any other game for Connor when he's out there and trying to do his job and throw strikes. And, you know, I think he's going to be able to mix and match and keep those guys off balance like, like Parker did with the three pitches. And that's what Connor's really good at doing, giving you three pitches for strikes, three pitches for movement, um, just keeping hitters off balance whenever he can and any count and, you know, any situation. So I think – and, I mean, he's been there. Like Kurt said, he's been there. He's done that. He knows, he knows what he's doing. And like we said coming into this – we thought they would save him for elimination games. Is that that's the situation he's in now? So, um, you know, I think he'll attack that and take the right mentality into it. Um, you know, going into those games after they, if they were to get to them, I don't think Florida State's going to have, you know, a certain plan going in. It's it's going to be a hot hand. It's going to depend on rest. It's going to depend on who's thrown. I mean, they'll probably have certain options, but they won't have a decision going into tomorrow. I don't think. And you know, Anderson, Kwiatkowski. Um, Coel, Dunn, and Purdue can all give you three plus innings. I think. Yeah, I think uh, I think you hope that. I mean, a best case scenario is Florida State's bats absolutely come to life in a way they haven't um, consistently this weekend, at least. Um, and they can put on some runs, right? Against Southern Miss, you can save Jack Anderson, who has got starting experience, and then you go, "Hey, uh, this kid had a no hitter, by the way, through uh, nearly seven innings um, against perfect yeah perfect game against Mercer." And, and that's that, that's your best case scenario, right? Like if things went incredibly, FSU's offense tomorrow tattoos Southern Miss, and you're not in a close game late, and you can kind of will that one away and um, get to the the second game. But um, 
that being said, too, FSU's got themselves uh, behind the eight ball. This is not going to be easy. My question to both of you, and we'll start with you, Kurt, before I throw it to you, Brett. Does FSU have enough offense to win a regional like this now at this point? Uh, it'll be, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. I, I think they can't be entirely home run reliant. I mean, I think all eight of their runs so far have come on five home runs in total. I think they need to, and it's stringing together hits hasn't been their entire offense, but everyone's capable of it. I mean, they've, they've done it at times. There's going to, I think, need to be more of that. I don't think that they can rely entirely on home runs, even if home runs are a, a big part of it. The, bit, the, the real struggle is, I mean, can you shut down Ole Miss again? You're going to probably have to do it twice, or you're going to have to outslug them, and that's no easy task. I, I think they can get by Southern Miss tomorrow. I think they could maybe get Ole Miss once. It would be interesting at that point because so, both teams would be so deep in their pitching staff. Just if it came to that Monday night, maybe later because of weather, we can touch on that if you want. The weather in Oxford here looks pretty rough the next couple of days. But uh, they can. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say they will, but they can. I think like Kurt said, they can. I mean, there's obviously talent in there. There's power in there. There's explosion. I mean, you didn't get really anything from – the middle of your order today through three through five. I mean, those guys, it's not going to be that way every game. And, um, you know, you're going to get better pitching matchups. You're not going to face with Doug Nikhazy again. I just think the thing is, are you going to get enough defense to stay in this? Are you going to get execution in the field to stay in this? I mean, you've, you've got to play perfect to win three games in a row. Florida state hasn't won three games in a row since they swept Miami. Um, so it, I mean, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a battle and it's going to take a lot of consistency in the field. It's going to take, strikes on the mound and it's going to take you know contact at the plate i think you got you like kurt said you've got to start to source some runs you know in different ways obviously the power is going to be there but i do think there's going to be at least one slugfest here i mean that's just how these things go if you're going to be able to get out of here and, and you're going to need productive ounce and execution like that so yeah i mean there's ability there for sure there always has been it, it, like we've said coming into this though it, it all comes down to execution yeah, I think what comes to my mind, folks, and, and to you two gentlemen uh, right now doing this podcast with me, um, I think everybody has basically not run out of pitching maybe, but they're towards the, the back ends of, of their staffs where um, even Ole Miss, like, you know, we talked about it early on, the one advantage FSU might have if they could get past Nikhazy was Ole Miss really doesn't have um, the staff to kind of put you away. Uh, Gunnar Hogland, uh, one of their best pitchers on the year, one of their best two, I'm really a co-ace with Nikhazy out for the year um, with injury. So um, Ole Miss doesn't have a lot of options left. That could be your saving, your your little silver lining is Ole Miss now is going to guys that haven't started a whole lot of games this season. Um, and, and we'll have to see, you know, if FSU can get there. Southern Miss is now towards their number four starter. And, um, you know, they're, they had to battle today to, well, oh, excuse me, they, they had to, they really didn't have to battle. They, they won 21 to nothing. Um, but they did have to use some arms um, to, to get to, to the game against Florida State. So um, if you can get to a Sunday night and you find a way to grind one out against, you know, Ole Miss, um, you set up a, a potential game seven, which is anyone's game at that point. So I'm um, going to have to keep an eye on that. Kurt said the weather's uh, going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be a battle. Um, the rest of the way. And so uh, before we say uh, goodbye on this one, um, what, what do we think, uh, Kurt, of uh, the atmosphere that, that, that you got tonight? Oh, it's crazy. I mean, it, we heard coming in from Mike Martin Jr. about, and we saw it last night for ourselves, not quite the same in that Southeast Missouri State game. I don't know if those fans ever really thought that, like they were in that game. It felt like that was like a, it was different tonight. 
even compared to LSU, this was a cooler atmosphere for us because we were sitting outside. We got to really experience it where sometimes you're stuck behind the press box glass and that you can tell it's loud, but you kind of lose some of the effect of that. So, I mean, it's a crazy atmosphere. It really felt like that crowd was in it throughout every pitch the entire game. I don't know if the crowd really had an effect on Florida State with some of the problems, but I do think they willed that Ole Miss team on. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I thought the the crowd was incredible. I mean, it's I've been to LSU, you know, with that, and it rivaled it. I thought it was engaged, and you had probably close to 11,000 people there tonight. And, um, yeah, you, you see why Ole Miss is one of the best home field advantages in the country. It is a, it is a football-like atmosphere. You got fans in left field. Uh, you got fans in right field. Um, and then you got massive grandstands. It was just, it was great. ACC, SEC showdown. Um, Ole Miss fans were doing the chop, mocking Florida State and, and doing the tomahawk chop and, and the war chant and all that and mockery. And, and that just shows you how much they care um, about this, this matchup and, and the brand that Florida State is. Um, but unfortunately, the Knowles couldn't get it done tonight. Uh, Brett actually just ran out uh, to go grab pizza. Um, it's going to be a long night ahead of us. Uh, all of us are writing articles as well. And um, it's an instant react. So Brett had to go before the, the shop closed. Um, but uh, catch uh, Kurt Weiler's uh, content on Tallahassee Democrat, um, I believe nullsports.com uh, and uh, TDO online, uh, Brett on Tomahawk Nation and, and myself on uh, OsceolaNews.com. And so uh, we'll be here the rest of the weekend. As long as the Knowles are playing, we'll be here too. And uh, until then, we will hope to uh, have another instant react for you. And, and maybe, hey, Florida State's still in this thing and, and still pushing and, and trying to give Ole Miss a run for their money. But until then, for Brett and for Kurt, I'm Mario Masuti. If you like our instant react and our podcast for Sunday Golds, please do uh, give us five stars on iTunes if you can on Apple Pods and, and leave us a review. But a uh, frustrating night and uh, hopefully a better one for us tomorrow. Until next time, talk to you soon.